Good afternoon, Vernon. Good afternoon, Devin. So, today is what? September, what, 5th? 6th? 6th, 6th. There it is. September 6th. And it is Labor Day. Um, I'm very, I'm, I'm a little conflicted, right? Like, I was saying to somebody earlier, like, Labor Day, like, feels dirty to be, like, a celebration of, like, labor. Like, you know, it just, just feels dirty. Like, I, I don't know. I want to ce- celebrate those who are, like, d- you know, working for others or myself, who's, like, you know, being celebrated right now for, like, working for somebody else as they get rich. Like, that's how, that, in my mind, that's how, like, Labor Day. It's almost like one of those things that, like, you celebrate so that you get your next labor force because they, they go, oh, Labor Day, yeah, sure, yeah, I want to be in labor. Like, there's a whole day for it, of course. It's got to be great. They're celebrating this. You know what I mean? It's like, it feels like a gag. It feels like big business got with a hallmark and was like, we got to keep these people workers. Uh, let's make let's make a day. We'll celebrate them. We'll have fireworks. They'll cook out, you know, and celebrate themselves. And meanwhile, they'll be like brainwashing the next generation to go into the labor force. So am I crazy or is it real? <laughs> so I think it, I think your take is funny and good. Um, but I'm pretty sure that Labor Day is related to uh, like the labor movement. And the union movement and that whole thing, right? And like unions have sort of died off in America. Hi, Mike, if you're listening, and I apologize, but like unions aren't the force that they were in the '70s and '80s, right? Yeah. Um, and they've sort of changed, and you know, I, I don't know what that necessarily means, but I'm pretty sure that Labor Day is a reaction to that, the union movement and not a reaction to like, uh, I I think it's a celebration of the, the labor movement rather than, rather than, but, but I actually don't know anything about the history of labor day. So I've never had it. Yeah. I've never had it off until I became a white collar worker. Um, yeah. Which I kind of feel like, like that's always been my reaction to labor day. Right. Is it like, Labor Day was always a day I had to work. And the only people that ever came in were like people who had jobs in office buildings. Yeah. And I was so, always like, why is this a day that's special for me? But now that I'm a white collar worker, I guess I get it off. Yeah. So so you want to know the meaning. So I'm, I'm reading a couple news articles here. And... uh the facts of Labor Day. So it became a federal holiday. Guess what year? 1958. No. 1894. What? Yeah. <laughs> Under President Grover, Cleveland. Cleveland created the holiday during i'm reading an article from uh by the way crackdown on from the history july 7th of 19 1894 yeah and he says uh he invented celebrated the holiday uh it was basically oh i lost my spot i'm sorry everyone this is terrible radio but uh yeah 1894 and it was uh the cleveland created the holiday during a crisis over the federal 
I can't, and it's going. I can't get the rest of it. But yeah, it was it was nineteen eighty four, and it was over eighteen ninety four. You mean? I mean, yeah, eighteen ninety four, and yeah, it's like it has to it has to do with unions, but it's like way before I thought about it, right? Because yeah, like I I assumed it was like like the the labor movement in like the forties, fifties, and sixties, but it's in fact like the labor movement of the eighteen hundreds. Who knew? Huh. Yeah, it was over it was it was over like fair pay and and a lot of different things like that, it looks like. Um there was some some rioting that happened in eighty eighty six, eighteen eighty six. And it looks like it has that this is the this is right around the same time that the eight hour workday became a thing. Yeah. So there's people it, pushing for there's people pushing for a four day work week now. Have you seen that? Yes. So it look it looks like <laughs> ultimately you know, he made this move basically from civil unrest. It yeah. sounds familiar, huh? Yeah, that's the way it works. <laughs> didn't they just didn't they just do that for the uh Yeah, yeah. Black for Lives Movement, right? Juneteenth. They were like, yep. here you go. <laughs> yeah. Have a holiday. Yeah, that's that's a, that's exactly <laughs> when you look, when you go back and you look at the history of Labor Day, it very much shares a lot of the same uh, uh you know, history behind it that Juneteenth had and uh mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's interesting because it it was a holiday that the government gave, you know, the workers as kind of like a, a we see you. Yeah, so it's a little bit more your story than it is my story because I thought it was like because <laughs> yeah. in my head I was like, oh, this is probably just a you know the at, at the peak of union power they sort of demanded this thing and it's a celebration of union power. Yeah, but in fact, it's a little bit more your story, which is like the yeah. government was like. Quiet we down. Need to, we need to chill these people out. Yeah. Have a day. Yeah. Have a day. <laughs> Quiet down. Stop burning shit. We're going to celebrate you. Yeah, here's a day that's, that we're going to celebrate you. Wow. Wow. It's crazy, yeah. right? And uh, not that I celebrate Labor Day, but I remember waking up this morning and being like, because I texted you. I was like, are you off or not? So I'm thinking like, yeah, he's probably off today. And uh, I'm thinking in my head like, Labor Day, like, it's Labor Day. Like what the hell is Labor Day? That's literally what I said to my wife. Like what what the, what the hell is Labor Day? But yeah, uh, that, no, it's that's funny. Crazy. That's it's crazy. It's funny, man. man. It's funny. So on this show, we I guess we uh, shout out to the laborers. Hopefully, you guys won't be in labor for too long. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, it turns out that the way to get there <laughs> is to own something, and that's yes. like kind of, that's kind of what we're that's what the show is about, right? Like figure out what the thing is that you want to own and own it. And, you know, one of the conceits of the show is that it's not necessarily we accept that it's not necessarily you need to own a, uh, a business. You could maybe own a podcast or a, a blog or maybe you just run a newsletter or, you know, whatever it is. Maybe it's a business. Maybe you are selling products on the Internet. Maybe you're mowing lawns. It doesn't really matter. You're a creator. We, right. Maybe you just make YouTube videos, um, whatever it is. All those are acceptable ways to own the thing because we think that the uh, the way you get the most, uh, I would say the way you get the most satisfaction out of life is to own the thing that you create. Yes, totally agree. Totally agree. It's so funny, you know, before we get into the book, but it is so funny because you get a lot of people who say, well, not everybody wants to own, a, you know, but yeah, no, everybody doesn't want to own a business. But I tell you what, everybody does want to own their time. 
Every person on this earth wants to own their own time. You know what I mean? Everybody on this earth wants to be the owner of their own creativity. You know, so and what 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 is takes to run a business or what what is a business itself is, you know, basically creativity and time. You know, is is pretty much the like the building blocks of owning a business. It's having the time to work it and having something creative, you know, that you're you're selling or or you're offering. You know what I mean? So it are they're built I mean it's more to it, but those are two very important building blocks. Yeah, and I don't think for me that it's right. I mean for for me, my specific goals are financial, right? Like Yeah. My interest in this is purely financial. Like I'm on track for a, a nice early healthy retirement. Um, like my life is pretty on track to to do well and you know, I've been luckier than I ever should and more fortunate than I ever deserved to be. But um, the goal is mostly to do things that I find interesting and make money at. So I'm trying to find that, but I don't think that's necessarily a requirement, right? Like maybe you just sell your time to some company and that's how you pay your bills. But the thing that you're create the, the business of you is your creative outlet. And maybe that's gaming and, and Twitch or whatever. Maybe you're selling something. Maybe you're not. Maybe you just make art and you don't sell it at all. You just keep it. And you're like, this is what I do. I think all those are valid, right? Like I don't, yes. I don't really care about what somebody's trying to do for money. That's mm-hmm. That feels like a separate like subset of the problem. <clears throat> for sure. For sure. Yeah. So we started yeah. a new book this week. And I know that you texted me. You were pretty excited about it. Uh, Story yes. Brand. Talk to me. Yes. Story Brand. Uh, Story Brand was um, read the first part. You know, we li- we listened. So it might be a little bit different with the book itself. But it's parts one, two, and three. I think it's up through chapter three. Yeah, section um, because, one, parts one, yeah. two, and three. Yeah, and it was, it was through chapter three because I, I started going into the next room chapter a little bit because I couldn't turn it off, and it's and it led with chapter four, you know, and it started chapter four. So um, they're pretty quick chapters, too, which I really like, um, just in terms of, you know, just like, you know, basic appeal is that they are pretty quick chapters. So it just makes you feel like you're turning the pages a little faster and you know, you're kind of getting to new topics and, and new things, you know, tools is what they pretty much offer you in this book, which is what we're headed to next. But we, we read chapters, uh, one, three, two, and three, and I'm going to read them really quick so we can bring you guys up to speed. It's the, the key to being seen, heard and understood was chapter one. Chapter two was the secret weapon that will grow your business. And chapter three was the simple SB7 framework. So, you know, the coolest thing was like, this book is very similar to the startup, lean startup, in a sense of like being clear with your audience is the only way to tell a story. So I kind of related it to what, we went when I went through reading the lean startup and as we talked about that and had had a chance to reflect on the way I started my business and then 
Now, fast forward, we read this, the story brand, and I also get to reflect on the way that we started our business. And what it told me is like, holy crap. One, I wish I would have read these two books first. <laughs> it's what I what I learned. Because as he started to break it down, I'm like, damn, he's 100% right. We went in building this big-ass machine, like, you know, like building this thing that we didn't need to build. And really, we were supposed to keep it super simple and focused on the the one thing that will allow us to tell our story to the customer and make sure it's something that they need we were trying to we were trying to sell something that was confusing and also something that people don't really know they need is what we were trying to sell well, the way you were trying to sell it is they didn't know what they need. This is something that every, what you guys are selling is something that everybody knows that they want to buy, that people are actively searching for. They just yeah. don't know how they're searching for it. Yeah. They don't know yeah. what the words are. They don't, right? So you have to position yourself. And I was thinking a lot about you guys with the story brand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm listening to it. I'm like, man, I'm like, so yes, the positioning is very important, but it's just like reading the book, one of the, one of the lines that, really hit home is like your customer needs to be the hero you know so whatever you're whatever you're selling you know you want to make sure that you're not selling you but you're actually selling that if you have this thing you're going to see this outcome and it's going to be great you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna win you're gonna you know power through and you're gonna be the winner in all of this and I don't think we really understood how to do that in telling the story. Ultimately, because from jump, we didn't know the answers to that. And I think that that's okay. Like, oh, for sure, for, for sure. sure. But like, one of the things he talks about in the book is he's like, what you want to do is position your business as Yoda, yes, and the customer as Luke Skywalker. So Luke Skywalker has a problem, you're Yoda, you can solve the problem, and by solving the problem, they'll avoid this disaster and have this successful result. That's what you want to do. And like listening to that, I was like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. Like that's it's like a much easier way to sell stuff. Just be like, if you do this, you'll not get that and you will get this. Like, oh, do you have this problem? do this and don't get that, get this. And I'm like, oh, that's like every commercial I've ever seen that was ever any good. And they, they went with that exact formula. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how you guys sort of pivot and shift your business's orientation towards that message. Yeah, but it's so funny because it, it, so here we are. We, lean startup, boom, made me realize Oh no no no! We gotta. This needs to be shrunk down. We gotta focus in on one thing, and we gotta really tighten it up and and just spearhead forward with this one thing, right? Then, like like we knew, story brand was the perfect timing as we're as we're shrinking down and pinpointing what it is that we want to say and what it is that we want to do. Um, story brand is the perfect time. It's going to help us do that. And already, chapter one it made me realize like, yo, the message that we have to do from here on, if if our thing is, so what are we? All right, if we're right now we're seasonings and we're in this food realm of things, 
we need to get to the point where we're, we're starting to let the people be the hero. And the way that we can do that is by one, doing more things where when we're in, so you know, doing our branding social media wise, we need to involve more people in that branding. We, we need the customer to be a part of that story. Mm. You know what I mean? We need to like, you know, it, it's like, uh, who is it? Sprint, I think it is, or one of the, maybe it's uh, one of the Android phone companies. You ever see the commercial? I think it's the Galaxy commercial. You ever see the Galaxy commercial where they show the guy, you know, the guy and his buddy like, oh, I got to hurry up and get in the Apple line. And and and, uh, and then he's in the Apple line and it's super long and the friend's on the outside and he's like using his phone and it's the new Galaxy, you know, same, you know, like comes out at the same time as the Apple and he already had his and his buddy's in line and he's like already doing all the fun things with his galaxy and his buddy's like oh you're out of them you don't have any more or it's like oh my phone's glitching up i must you know i gotta wait for like the next wave of them before you buy an apple like all of like this to stereotypes and galaxy did a great job and i remember this commercial this is from like three years ago and they do this great job of really like one making this dude and this is this is what's playing in my head by the way Devin, as i'm listening to him tell a story about making the customer the hero this is the first thing my mind goes through i'm like oh crap that, that was a great commercial the the customer became like this he was there he was the cool dude he was the one riding on the, on the night the night in the white horse and his phone was all set up and ready to go meanwhile his buddy was like gonna have to wait like three days for a phone and it was just like perfect. I have a question. Yes. What kind of phone do you have? I have an Apple phone because I just, you know, I'm just. I was just curious yeah, if you, yeah. if you, cause like, you know, that, that I, story positions the Samsung person as the, the sort of the clever, smarter, like I already have all these features. I'm not waiting in line, no. but I'm such a good person. I'm hanging out with my friend while they wait in line. Exactly. Right. So it's like. That no. Samsung guy is like a good person. He's patient yeah. and he has the cool stuff. So I was wondering, do you have a Samsung? No, because <laughs> I could tell you another commercial. Apple has their branding. Their branding is different. Their branding is like they focus on, honestly, the product and a lot of their stuff and the joy that you get from the product. So what Apple focuses on is we're worth the wait. We're worth the wait. Like you see one of the more recent ones, they showed a new MacBook. And it's like, it's a it's a person using a MacBook, but then it's like, look at this MacBook. It's like a Mercedes of of, of MacBooks. And it and it, and it's showing you like all the clean like metal and a titanium and they're like getting a close up on the MacBook itself. And then the, and then you hear like the the MacBook can sync with the with the AirPods and the music playing. He takes the uh, MacBook, gets like a phone call through the MacBook, you know, from FaceTime. And it's like, you know what I mean? And they're showing you like, no, nah, we're worth the wait. Right. Like Galaxy don't offer you that. There is no like, I don't know the laptop that connects to your Galaxy that gets you, you know, I guess it's probably any Android laptop, but it's not. 
Galaxy doesn't have the laptop that goes with the headphones, that goes with the phone, that goes with the speaker, yeah. that goes with the you know the watch, and that goes with the Ties you know what I mean. Together. Yeah, that, that, you know, don't it don't it don't give you that. You can live an Apple lifestyle, and that's what they that's what they're giving you. They remember you said something earlier. When two things are equal, you always go with the with the higher what the, the higher not quality but like the higher end right the, the higher, higher end yeah we were we were talking earlier before the show about like i didn't realize it until i was like 20 and you realized it by accident but we both yeah. realized it which is if you're going to pick a job right and and the two jobs are equivalent right you're going to get a 10 dollar an hour job or a 20 dollar an hour job whatever it is and the two jobs are the same money wise benefits all that stuff and one of them is higher end pick that one because the long-term outcome is going to be better. Yeah. And I guess that sort of also does apply for like purchasing, purchasing generally and overall, if you're going to get something, get the higher end thing. If you can swing it and, and everything else is the same, right? I mean, there's, there's all that, there's a yeah. whole bunch of like stuff hidden under the rug when you say yeah. and everything else is the same. But no, but Galaxy, the new Galaxy and the new iPhone aren't that far off in price. No, it's, no they're, they're like the same. right there. They're the same in price. Yeah, it's a preference at this point. Yes. So when I buy the Galaxy, I just get the Galaxy, that phone. It's waterproof. It's the you know there's some nice features that they have that Apple don't have. But when I buy Apple, you get Apple. You get the you Apple get lifestyle. you get the Apple Bar. You get the whole lifestyle. You get everything, you know. And I'm not even a computer guy, so it means nothing to me. As I sit here uh, without a Mac, you know. Sure. But I got the phone. I got the watch. I got the you know the AirPods. The, the you know the the Mac is something that I had a choice of buying, and I ended up going with something different. But but maybe I in the future they might have you. Yeah, oh, they, no, they, they got me They might have ropes. you in, in five years They got me in the ropes. Well, I got yeah. the tablet, so I didn't need to, you know oh, what okay. I mean? They got the tablet. <laughs> and the only reason why I didn't get the, the, the uh, computer is because I wasn't sure how much of my work stuff at the time would have been able to be transferred over right. to, I didn't know. I don't know enough about computers and stuff. So I ended up getting a computer that was even more complicated that you helped me like download some stuff on that I needed because I just don't know anything about computers. It was this versus a Mac. And I just remember just like the interface of a Mac was just so different that I thought like, oh, that's going to be like learning Chinese. So let me get something that I, I know, which is like, you know, a Microsoft because I've had one in the past, but I didn't know that Microsoft and Google aren't uh, aren't affiliated and you helped me like get Google on my Microsoft. It's a whole thing, you know, but that was more just me and my ignorance. You know, <laughs> if I would have known that the Mac computer was not like much different than the tablet, I would have got a Mac computer because all I have is Apple tablets. Right. You know what I mean? So so that was just me being an idiot or, or me and under, you know, not overly informed or informed at all is the only reason why I went the route I went. But yeah, in hindsight. I would have just got the Mac. Then I would have had everything Apple because I'm enticed by the lifestyle. Totally. It's it's funny, man. Like that, that. I don't know when you, one of the, one of like the stories that they always comes up in like one of the podcasts that I'm listening to all the time is they're like, they tell that story about like, you know, does marketing work? And the guy's like, 
in a taxi cab and he's like, oh, yeah, marketing doesn't work on me. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, what kind of toothpaste do you use? And he goes like, oh, I use Colgate because nine <laughs> out of ten doctors recommend it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and like that story comes up like all the time and I laugh to myself and I think like, yeah. And like the, the when you're listening to this story brand, and like I, I can't recommend it highly enough. Like we have, we barely even started the book, and I'm like, yeah, every everybody should listen to this because <laughs> I'm listening to it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like this is exactly what I've been seeing over and over and over again, but I didn't have the words to put it into, like I wasn't smart enough to put it together. But I'd like I definitely noticed there was a trend, but I didn't like know what was happening. And now that he said it out loud, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so funny because I remember we went, me and my wife went and sat down as we were starting these business, this business journey that we've been on. We sat down with someone from the small business administration. And what they give you is they give you a, like, like a, a, a almost like a counselor in your early part of wanting to start a business just to get you to start thinking about business thinking business minded and one of the things that they that they ask you with every business you have to find what is the problem that you're solving you know but the part that they they say that and you're like i don't know what the hell does that mean now listening to this book he comes from an angle of forget what are the problem you're solving how are you making your customer the hero you know because i don't know who cares problem or not how are they going to be the hero what the hero is that perspective to me is totally different well because, because the, like the, the customer doesn't have the problem of like i don't have a spice exactly i don't have a blend like exactly the customer doesn't have that problem they no. either know that they have that problem and they know how to make a rub or they don't know that they have that problem and you need to let them know that they need a rub Exactly. Those are two, two totally different things. separate problems. Yep, two different things. But and they're the both hero, your customer. Yes, but the hero thing is like immediately what I thought. is like, ah, oh, you know what we got to do? We got to get more people involved. How do we, we make them the hero is, you know, that like infomercial style. Here we go. You know, you're, you're, I'm at, we're at a cookout. They're cooking out without the spices. Everyone's just like, ah, oh, it's just a regular. Yeah, yeah, this is whatever. Chicken's okay. In comes the spices. Now we're hitting all the chickens with the spices. And the next thing you know, we, we circle back to those same people that are like, wow, this, this is just different, man. Best barbecue I've ever been to. Now, the person hosting that barbecue, last year it was just whatever. This right. year, their barbecue is their barbecue legend. How do, you, how do you go from barbecue boring to barbecue legend or whatever, right? Like, And, and that was just something like I'm listening. I'm like, Totally. The whole idea of these spices is that we've completed them to make them so freaking easy to use so that they're dummy proof, error proof. Anyone can use it, not overuse it, not even underuse it. It is that simple. It's that easy. So for me, like immediately what I'm think, what I thought was like, we got to get in front of the people. We're, we're going like in order for us to really get our brand where we wanted to be we need to let the people tell it me making all the food and putting up posting up the videos yeah that's great food porn but it, but it's not really telling the brand it's not making anyone the hero 
it's just making people go, damn, I wish, you know, I wish, I wish I could try that. Looks good. It's making people hungry. Well, and if you think about it, right, to go back to the mom test, right? One mm. of the things you were always saying after you would have one of these events is people would come up to you and they would be like, can you come cook at my other event? Yeah. And if you were mom testing that particularly well or five wying that particularly well from Lean Startup, you would have gotten to, I want to have delicious food at my event. That's what they were asking you. They weren't really asking you to cook for them. They were actually asking, how do I have delicious food at my event? Yes. And so you need to position those people in that way with your branding, with the stories that you're telling, with the message that you send. Yes. Yes. So, so yeah, so that, and that's the thing, me, you know, us showing up and not behind a grill, showing up with a, with a seasoning and that's what we deliver. Boring, you know, boring barbecue, you know, shows, you know, that whole black and white scene where mm-hmm. everyone's paper plates are like filled with Some like old time Western music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rubbery <laughs> chicken and whatever. Everything's like, Ugh, what is this? And then color kicks in, seasoning pops up and we're there instead of cooking, we're dancing on the dance floor. And, you know, mom who made that same chicken is lively now with a with a with a, with a, with a like whole new outfit on and you know this whole energy about her fresh hairdo and she's just shaking seasoning on me and she's and the hero it. with a story and she's the hero and you know like that like that's what came to mind was just like all right how do we do this but at the same time even with the cooking part is there's also the angle of the two things can be together and we just got to decide what what is it that we want to be like it's it's like do we want to just go dive in spices only or do we want to be like okay we've been asked to cook at these events we got a lady who has a hair salon and she wants us to come you know do a cooking tutorial with her with her um with the employees at the job they you know just for fun like girls night and we were like man we gotta do you know just trying to find a time and we just haven't had urgency to give her a date and, and finalize pricing and all of that but I'm like, if that's a lane we we might need to just tap into, you know, because there there's a it's a teachable lane that, you know, for me, I think my goal with 2400, not with not with the building of a business community, but just with the business side of 2400. What I've realized my goal is is to have, um, have an income that comes in that does not demand all of my time mm-hmm. where I can have, uh, what do they call it? It's a, uh, it's a name for it type of income. It's a, uh, I can't remember. Uh, the but, word that I would use for it is mailbox money. Yeah. So mailbox money works then we'll go with mailbox <laughs> money. There's another term for it. I forget, but it's just income that, you know, well, you they, have to be they also call it passive income, but yeah, I, there, I don't really, that's what it I don't really believe in it because it's like, yeah. it's not passive, right? Like you, yeah, you guys yeah. have put in a lot of work, a lot of work yes. there, yes. but you yes. figure out how to systematize the work and do the work in a way that keeps it going so yes. that it feels more passive. Yes. But, so but, mailbox money is better. Ooh, in this show, it's mailbox money. Uh, you know, AKA passive income, but yes, right. mailbox money where we can do, keep everything simple. So like 
there's this these two lanes that are coming together where we can have it be simple at home use for the customer but it's also simple enough that hey if people really want us to cook for them because there's another experience that comes with us cooking it's so simple we can teach someone else how to cook and we can develop you know young people and given opportunities and allow young people to come up and cook using the seasonings the recipes and all of that and i still get to the same result of my goal is to build a business that gets me to mailbox money consistent mailbox money and i can see a world where in five years three i don't know whatever it is i can see a world where there's 10 food trailers parked and shopping centers or, you know, like very, you know, basic lower middle class communities where it's 2,400 food trailers, you know, where we buy a rent, a parking spot and a shopping center that's kind of like, you know, maybe not in Cherry Hill, you know, mall or King of Pressure Mall, but we're in like those, you know, smaller shopping centers like the woodland shopping center sure. you know home, uh, depot I mean, donuts. Yeah, home depot donuts type style exactly and you got 10 of those going where maybe you're profiting 800 bucks a day you know but now there's 10 of them right now there's 10 of them and that right. and there's a lot there's a lot of costs to go into those things yes but yes so yes Yes, but there's Money 10 of them. There's yeah. 10 of them and and 800 a day, that's not a lot if you're just running one. But if you're if you're able to get to a point where you can build it and there's 10 or there's 12, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you're able to do something like that and you can clean up with 800, 500 dollars worth of profit after you pay everyone and you do what you got to do. 500 bucks of profit, even 300 bucks of profit. It's plenty. That's plenty when you got ten, you know what I mean. So and and it's something that you can man with two people. You're not you're not trying to open up a full blown restaurant. You're you're keeping it simple. You're manning it with two people. So for me, like that works just as well as selling a bunch of spices. And it's it can both happen. You know what I mean. And and but for me, what I'm working on now is as the business goes, I'm looking for mailbox money. Similar, similar to where you are with the with the apps. It's like, you know, you're not looking to build something that you got to maintain and people calling you in the middle of the night, you know, fix this. No, fix I'm that. trying to build them and sell them. Exactly. And that, build and them, that, prove they exist, sell mm-hmm. them for some profit. Yeah. Do, and, do and, that five times a year. <laughs> exactly. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm maybe not selling them, but I'm, you know, figuring out a way where I can teach others to maintain it. And, that's a little more work. It's still got to be involved, but it but it's doable. Shit, Wingstop does it, and it's about as easy as it gets. Well, and a lot of that plays to your, you know, I mean, like my strengths. We, yes. we 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 talk about how you know you you've gotten to get a, like a free MBA from from your company that you work for, right? Totally. And so a lot of a lot of what you're talking about is like is in your lane. Right. Yes. It's very much like, OK, if I, if I was doing a brick and mortar, I don't want to have a big restaurant because if I have a big restaurant, I can't work at my job. All right. So that yeah. doesn't make sense. Well, how can I narrow that down? Well, what's a way that I could test? Well, I could do something small in a food truck. Like I like that you're kind of like working through that process. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think that you're sure that that's where you're going. No, no, we don't but, know for sure at all. But I but wouldn't. It makes sense that story no. that you're telling me for your story makes sense, and the one that doesn't really fit is from the customer's perspective. How the customer is the hero by using 2400 is a little bit looser there, right? Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, like, sort of the the hero is the hero's journey. If I'm just going to a food truck, is like you're gonna have a great lunch. Like that's yes. the that's the whole sales pitch. Yes. Um, no, that which, is which is a little different than the 2400 spices. Totally. That's why I said it's pitch. It's, it's, totally. So it's two. Di- it's totally two two different things. And we're in this spot where we tested the one already, and we can pro- we can dig back in and and test a little harder, which which could come. Mm-hmm. But we but we gotta figure it out. And and I I don't know the one thing that I'm I'm realizing, and we said it from the beginning. I don't know if it's spices. I don't well, know if it's spices. It was never meant to be spices. Yeah, I was about to say I don't know if it's spices. And it's funny that it's like the evolution of it is happening. Where like the next step is time to take, and it and it feels right now in this moment, it feels like the next step is to test the cre this creativity that pours out of me from from like the the culinary side. But I I, would, I, I didn't even feel like that strong. But there's this like I love entertaining. I love people. I love like trying new things. I love creating from a and, and all of those things come out when I cook and I entertain like it's like a show and I you know and and yes I'm you know I love myself if those who know me but it is like a show like I get this joy when people come around and I'm like you know when I'm cooking and, and it becomes a show and I really and I I put more care into this than I think I put into anything in my life like the detail and the care and that's how I'm starting to know like yo this might be this might seriously be a, a, a calling or a purpose of mine because the amount of care that I'm putting in this, we talk off here just about what I was making a day. Like I literally like I, I sat down I'm, I, and I really like put a whole lot of thought and care and research and into creating that. And when it came out, the reaction that you get from anyone that tries it is like, I'm selling beans out of my house, Devin. These Hennessy baked beans, I, I made four pans this weekend that people just call. And this is not like me advertising. This is like someone tries them and they go, oh, my God, can you make me a pan of those beans? Like, they're, they're unbelievable. It's one of the best things I've ate. I had someone call me today and they took my beans to a cookout and they said War, World War Three almost broke out over these beans. Like, there was a fight for, like, the last scoop of these Hennessy beans. And it's just... You know, it, it, it's that. It's all these other things. My, these beef short ribs that I've been making in the way that the reaction. And and I'm not, I'm by no means am I trying to be a chef. I, that's not, I don't have any desire in that. What I'm like is I want to basically invite you into my space and let me cook for you, you know, in a way that like someone's grandma would or some, you know, someone's uncle would like, this isn't trained classical cooking. Like that's not what it is. This is we had to cook out and and I'm going to show you like what this season is hitting for. And that and that that's kind of like and it and that's a lane right now at sure. least. People yeah. want that. It that's a that's a lane. 
I mean that the the idea is that we figure out the strategies. We learn the strategies from the books. We figure out the strategies. We share the information and that we just keep trying. So, yep. you know, I, I think just keep pushing, see where that goes, you know, because yeah. it maybe it's spices and maybe it's, you know, I, you know me, I want you to do the, the online community market. Like that's what I envision oh, well, that, the whole thing. That's, you know, that's, that's going to happen. Yeah, that's going to happen. But also maybe that isn't what happens and something else happens and it becomes a online, even bigger, a, a, lo a local event thing that happens where you're throwing events and it's a bunch of people that do sort of what you do, which is like show yeah. off at an event. And maybe the event is the excitement of having people that like to be on in that way. No, totally. We don't know, but it doesn't all, matter because we're yeah. going to keep trying. All I do know is I'm going to build a business. That's going to be step one. Step two is once that business is at a place where it, it's, you know, has a brand to it, you know, like a strong, a strong enough brand to it. And I'm confident in the direction that we're going and we're seeing return. I'm going to reach back and I'm bringing a hundred people with me. And that's that's those are the two definites that I know. Guess what? It might be cutting grass. Who knows? We'll stay tuned. <laughs> but those two things are definite. I'm yeah. building a business that I like. I'm building a business that I and I and and I'll even put this on it. I'm building a business that I can sustain a living off of. That that is actually a requirement for me because I'm gonna keep building until I get there. Yeah. And we're gonna keep building until I get there, and we maybe both, I die trying. Work. Sure, but I'm, you know, you know. But we both work jobs, like regular jobs, and mm -hmm. the whole idea behind this is to lower the risk. Because if if my job disappeared tomorrow or your job disappeared tomorrow, like life gets hard real quick, right? <laughs> like yep. it gets. Yep. So the idea is is that this makes us more resilient, right? So yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Next next week's chapters. You want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so everybody out. know. Let me hold on. It's gonna be. We'll yeah. do. We're gonna we're gonna do character has a problem and meets a guide. So the the first three that he talks yeah. about. Yeah. So that because that, that'll be about the right amount of time. About an yes. hour of the book is what we tend to listen to each week. Um, wow, so looking forward to it. Yeah, I might. This, I, it might be tonight for me. I might be done the book well before. I'm. I'm gonna listen turn to it, it two or right three now. times through the. Thing. Yeah, I might. It's it's really that good, man. It, it really, it's really been that yeah. good. I hope it Are can you, live up, can continue on being this good. Yeah, it, it's right on time. I think it's it's a really good book, and it's nice to follow it up from Lean Startup, which was also really good. It so. was the perfect follow up. Yeah. Anyone starting a business, go read Lean Startup. And then read the story brand. It's a must. Yeah, for sure. I would say mom test too. That one yeah, mom test. We, we talk about that all the time. Yeah, mom test would probably be the start. You start with mom test. You go to lean startup, and they all tell us. They all tell a story in that order. Mom test is should I even do it? Yeah. Should I even do it? Should I even take the step? You know, lean startup is how should right, I do it? How should I do it? And then story <laughs> brand is all right. Now, how do I build something? Yeah, how do I tell people that I'm doing it? <laughs> yeah, how do I tell people I'm doing it? How can how can I build it? Right. Yep, no, it's perfect. Right. Great three so, books. Uh, so, do you think uh, by next week uh, Ben Simmons will be traded? Yes or no? 
Uh, nah. You thought that was going to be my cold uh, open, didn't you? I did. I, th- I thought you were going to open with that. Because, like, this is a crazy thing that we're not no, even talking about on no. our show. We yeah. normally would. But yeah. maybe we'll save it for next week. Yeah, I, I think there's no story right now, and honestly. I think we got the right general manager who literally is like, okay, we already know this. Uh, thanks for making it public. That's cool. Whatever. We don't want you. You don't want us. But at you're the end of the starting day, opening day either way. Yeah, at the end of the day, you're either here or you're not. Either way, I'm not good enough with you. I already know that. But you you do have enough value where whatever I get for you has to be better than you. Else I don't want it. So at the end of the day, because either way, we're not winning. If I and get gonna, less than you. They're going to play. Yeah. If I get they're less than you, yeah, yeah, I'm going to find you. Because he, he's a smart businessman. He's not thinking about all the emotions and the nonsense. Because if I have you. You don't want to be here, and you're not good enough because we've seen that already. If I take some garbage for you, that's not good enough, and that's not going to work. So ultimately, you're going to be all be here miserable, or I'm going to get what I want from you. Hmm. I'm going to get what I want. That's it. And the thing is, man, is is like he can't not he can't just pout and not yeah. play. Yeah. When yeah. it when it comes tip off time, he's going to have to go out there and play for his guys. Yeah. He, he Otherwise, better. the whole league isn't going to want him. And his exactly. career is gonna, like it's going to be know, over. He, yeah, so mm-hmm. like Hinky can call this bluff. Yeah, and he's not James Harden. He don't even he he hasn't had Stop. eight years with one team where it's he totally tried different. and tried totally and different. tried. No help around him. This that like you're like the third best player on your own team, bro. Like what you you've been big the biggest reason. Like Yo, he you might be the fourth best player. On, <laughs> yeah, on <his> maybe. <laughs> but and and this is this is the biggest thing is once Dame's gone. And that deal's off the table. If Dame goes to, let's say, New York or whatever, and and that deal's off the table, then I might take less because I know there is no other bigger deal out there. But as long as Dame is still a potential, potentially available, why the hell would I trade you for something less? Why would I shoot my gun now? Why would I take my shot now? I'm going to wait until I can take my shot at the big fish. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, we'll talk about it more next week or the week that he gets traded. Yeah. But, yeah. but honestly, man, it's a, it's crazy. I never seen anything like it. Never seen anything like like a player bombing his career, yeah, and then being like, "I demand to be tra-. like it." Yeah, the I'm, audacity, dude, it's insane. Because tells it, you a lot about him, doesn't it? It's dude, it's ve- it's very strange because. He was afraid. He's still afraid. To shoot. He's still thinking mm-hmm. about that shot. He was afraid yeah. to shoot. He yeah. doesn't want to come back on the court again. And yeah. like, and he's gonna have to. Yeah, I don't know where he's gonna go, but I hope he goes somewhere. He needs Minnesota to to is the, the only place it seems to make sense because, like, at least with him and Carl Anthony Towns, like, they could fit on the same court together. Carl spends most of his time on the perimeter. So right. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. He needs to go somewhere where he can hide. He needs to hide. He needs to hide away for for a year or two where he can just miss a bunch of shots and get it out of his system. He, he can't go nowhere where he's expected to do anything. And certainly he can't go anywhere where, where people care. Yeah, if he like, go to Golden where, State, no. That could be scary for him, man. No, he can't go he can't go somewhere that people like he can't go to like even if we were to go give him to Boston or, or anywhere that Ooh, matters where yeah, like there's to, no there's no to town to he can go to. That's he can't go to any of the big towns. He's got to go to Minnesota. Right? 
Minnesota's a perfect fit for him. I was saying there's a first Orlando, round pick down yeah, there in Orlando. Orlando. We could take Fultz back. <laughs> yeah. Orlando, nah, folks might crack coming back here. He needs to stay in Orlando till he's all the way right. Both he, of he looked he looked pretty nice at the beginning of this year and then yeah. he got hurt. Yeah, then he was in he was in Orlando though. Not much not much to worry about not much down pressure. there. Pressure. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, is that Memphis? Maybe he go to Memphis. There's not a lot of pressure in Memphis. Yeah, not too much. Brian House could be a little rough, but it's not it's not Philadelphia. He needs to go somewhere. North Dakota needs to start a basketball team. That's what he needs. He needs to go to North Dakota. He might find himself in China. (laughs) Yeah, he needs to go somewhere with no pressure, man, because that dude, yeah, his character is – there's an issue there. There's There's some issues. There's something. You know, I hope hope that he he gets it right because he's got a lot of physical talent. He's – Got a lot of like athletic talent. He sees the floor fantastic. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff. No, there. there's a lot to love. But you know, he's got yeah. he's got to work it out, and I don't think he can work it out in Philly. So we'll see. Hell no, he's got to go. <laughs> you should hear the radio here. He, who was it? Stephen A. Might have said he should never step foot in Philadelphia again for his safety. Oh, like, the booze. Like, the booze like, are going to be terrible. Like, like for his actual physical safety. He should not ever come to Philadelphia again, because there's some people. People are, that, people are they're mad. They, and, they went. And, they, yeah, they're going to be an idiot that wants to put some hands on. Like they'll be. And that's an ridiculous. Don't yeah, do that. He's a man working at a job. Like yeah, but it's 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 that like it's that bad here. Like like people are like angry to the point of like like he like I don't know slapped their mother or something. Like, I'm not there with it, but I would. No, he's just, just got to go. It, you know, yeah. it's like a, it didn't work out. It's it's a shame it's that that you look at these guys. And I saw this stat. I can't. I don't know if I believe it, but since 2013, Sixers lottery picks have taken 17 three pointers. Well, no, that that can't be. Accurate, so, well, I'm sorry, uh, excluding Joe. Oh, yeah. I, I believe so if that. you take out Joe. And yeah, you I leave believe that. All the rest of the lottery picks. All you Boy, got no, is no. like Ja, Markel, Child, Ben, New Orleans, uh, twenty thirteen right. would have been. That was Michael. That was Michael Carter Williams year thirteen. So, so, so you're starting with Carter Williams, who doesn't shoot threes. Shoot threes. New Orleans Noel. He wasn't a Sixers draft pick, but he didn't shoot threes, so yeah. he wouldn't. Have, he wouldn't have contributed to that. Uh, then after New Orleans, you had JoJo, but he's out. He's out. He pulled yeah. him out of that list. Yeah, he was. The, he might have been. Yeah, he was a year after New Orleans. Then you had Joe uh, Ja. Ja, pull him out. He don't. He count. doesn't shoot threes. He doesn't play on the court much these days. Well, he yep. gets a few minutes here and there, but he. He's... But he don't shoot threes. Yeah, he might have shot a couple. Uh, then you had Ben. No he don't threes. Shoot threes. Then you and had Markel. Kel, who's been injured most of the time, but also but doesn't the, shoot yeah, threes. Doesn't shoot threes. Didn't shoot them with the Sixers. So yeah, that I, that makes total sense to me. It's crazy. Yeah. In a league Correct. where spacing is everything, in a league and, where th- and threes are higher than they've ever been. Not to mention, your best player would benefit from some threes being shot. Mm. So there's all types of. But I get. I tell you, who shot more threes than all of those guys? Uh, the guy that they got to like pick twenty three uh, last year, Tyreek's Maxey. Already say, outshot uh, are all. Are you ready them. for the maxi life? <laughs> you love yeah. him. Uh, by the way, on a side note, how about maxi the the rumor of maxi being willing to be traded, rich with rich Paul demanding the trade for me. I like someone someone was arguing with me. I'm like, are you crazy? 
Maxie is not a part of that, and nor would Maxie. If I was Maxie's father, but unless like, it's to sweeten been, the deal that where you really are getting back some like number one picks. Yeah, no, I mean Maxie's Rich Paul. Is through the roof. The, right the rumor was oh, Rich yeah. Paul was demanding that they trade Maxie. He uh, this this was some reporter who went rogue because the reporter ended up apologizing and saying sure. Rich Paul did not. Rich Paul uh, made a statement that Maxie and the Sixers are all good and there's no issues. But prior, so people in Philly were getting all worked up. Like, he's going to take Maxie's from it. Like, are you kidding me? Why would, if I'm Maxie's dad, I'm, I'm like, yo, he, this dude's fired. My son's about wow. to get the starting job for the Sixers at the start of the year. The more Ben stays out, the better it is for my son. So oh, yeah. I, right now, Maxie is the winner in all this right now. He's yeah. about to be able to show what he can do and had a ball in his hand with Joel Embiid. Which on, is what he uh, needs. Alone. Yeah, yeah, like. Not not playing with the ball with no Joe, but playing with Joel Embiid. Well, he's playing and, and Toby. Yeah, he's, Toby on a wing, catching and shooting, yeah. like more spacing than the Sixers has ever had because he shoots, Toby shoots. You got Danny Green still out there, and you and you got Seth, Seth. Curry yeah. on the other side. This kid's about to eat like he's never ate before, and it's the regular season, so and the lane's gonna be wide open. And he's fearless. And he's fearless. There's no he moment too big for him. He might average twenty a night. If he if Ben doesn't play, and he sits out, and and he starts, it's a good chance he can average twenty a night. Yeah, he he could definitely go off for sure. Did you uh, have have you clipped on any any Phillies lately? Yes, and dude, and, they're two games out, and they, their schedule's not yeah, like they I, look. I know they're a broken team. They I know they're lost, not there. They just lost to it, Miami again, I man. Because <laughs> that's how that works. But you got now's the time, man. It, there's a chance they could stay inside there. What's your feeling? How you feel about Girardi? I'm fine with Girardi. Do you, do you know Do you know the Girardi feelings over here? Well, you you have to assume that. I, I have to assume you kind of know how Philly would feel about him if you were <laughs> tuned in. Um, I assume that I assume that people want him to go. They're destroying Girardi. Yeah. Quite the fact of the matter is the team's just not good enough. I mean, you can't have like the a, a terrible bullpen and expect to be good. They have yeah. a terrible bullpen. Yeah. It's like they they had like yeah. twenty eight or twenty nine leads in the seventh, yeah, and beyond, yeah, and they and they lost that they've lost. Like I you know. can't lose that many leads. Well, you and, know what they do, true Philly fashion. You know what they're doing, right? Huh? You know what they're doing. They're they're just any if he makes a decision and it's the wrong one. All of a sudden, there was this perfect decision that he should have made. That he should have made. Oh, of course, yeah. It's twenty nine results oriented. Yeah, results oriented. Twenty nine blown leads. Everybody's played a part in that bullpen and those blown leads. Please tell me who's the person that you can call to that he should have called to. Connor Brogdon. The answer is always Connor Brogdon because I like him. (laughs) He, I'm sure he's blown a lead. He has. Yeah. He's blown a couple yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. Like, but he's, he's no, nice. He's, but yeah. his, his, he's nice. He, he looks a lot like Ryan Madsen. He's got that like long lean uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. delivery. And then he's also got like his, his, uh, his cutter cuts pretty nice. And his yeah. change up like actually does drop out. So but he's, he's a nice not, player. He's nice. But he's not Ryan Madsen yet. There isn't an no, automatic. No. He's not, no. It, he's not an automatic eighth inning yes, every time. No. He's exactly. not. Exactly. He's a so kid, like, though. But he's yeah, like, I'm he's excited coming. about him. He's, he's on his he's way. A nice player. Yeah. yeah, he's on his way. But that's the thing with Girardi. And that's what I was, I forget, I was talking to somebody at work. And I'm like, he's like killing Girardi. You know, typical Philly guy. Just sure. resorts, results oriented, whatever. Sure. 
And I'm just like, bruh, every decision, if, if every decision that this dude makes when it's time to make a decision about the seventh to the ninth inning, like one game, he didn't let, uh, uh, um, who was pitching? Uh, damn it. Why can't I remember his name? Uh, the ace, uh, shoot. Not, and not, 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 no, Wheeler not or Wheeler. Damn. He didn't let Wheeler. him go yeah. too long. He didn't let Wheeler go long. Then what was it? A week and a half ago. He let Wheeler sends go him back long. out. <laughs> and it's just, it's just like, what, like, what do y'all want? Nah. Like he's it, every, what they want is a different everything. What, what they want is a different bullpen. And, there's and nothing, that's my there's point. There's nothing you and can you do can't about get this that right now. So yeah. to me, like I can't judge Girardi. What no, I can no. say is Girardi has, the team is what? It was built to be. So he, you know, he hasn't made them worse. He hasn't made them terribly better. They are yeah, what they're he, He's not the be. problem. The, yeah. the 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 excitement is like you got Bryce, who very well may win MVP. Yes. Um, and will have earned it because yes. he is he is a savage right now. Yeah, he's just we killing know. baseballs. Yeah. But it's baseball. Um, and how many MVPs is, has Trout won? You know what I mean? Well, like, I, I mean, like yeah, baseball. Trout, you can't, you can't, but, you know, you can't, you can't put MVP. Like, yes, there's some years, there's a lot of years where the MVP is on a really good team, but in baseball, no, there's it's also not, a it, lot of years where, where it's on a bad team. Bad team. Yeah. Cause it's but so, I mean, Tatis has had a super nice year too. And, and like, I could see it going to Tatis. Like I could see it going yeah. a couple different ways, but I think that there's a good chance that it's going to be Bryce. And, and Willer in, could be a, a top three fi- finalist. Stop, stop. No, you don't think so? Stop. No, they got him in top. They, they got him winning it right now in the, in Philly. <laughs> Come on. They but they got they got Bryce as an MVP, <laughs> and they got a terrible bullpen, and they still might squeak their way into the playoffs. You're not buying the Willer, huh? They got you know they got him winning it. The Cy Young right now in Philly radio right now. Well, the the, re, the only reason he's winning it is because everybody else is losing it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's yeah. just there's nobody in the NL. Doing a nice enough job, but whereas like if Bryce doesn't win it and Tatis wins it, you go like okay, you know what I mean? Like oh okay, another amazing player having an amazing year won it. Like yeah, all right. But if Wheeler wins it, he really wins it in a down year. Yeah, Yeah. down year. But but that's the thing with the fans is killing Girardi on is that, and this is what every caller is saying is how do you how are you this bad? You you got the MVP in the Cy Young leader. And you're, and you're, you know, what, two games under 500. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's a dude who plays once every five days and a dude who's one of <laughs> exactly. nine. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Now, I'm good with Girardi, man. I, you know, I look at Gabe. Gabe. Gabe should tell Philly fans all they need to know. Look at Gabe. Gabe leaves here, goes to San Fran, got mocked by all the Philly fans. And now he's in San Fran lighting it up. Yeah, well, it's it, dude. It's never, it's never about the manager. Like, you can a manager can sink a team. Yes, for sure. You see, yes. You've, yes. You, we've seen that. You can sink yes. a team. Yes, but the team is the manager can only make players love to play baseball. That's what that's what the job is. Make them love mm-hmm. playing baseball. And as far as I'm concerned, Girardi's got the one player that matters. Playing, loving to play baseball. Loving to play baseball. That is so, totally true. That's my story and, on Girardi. And, and Reese. Reese has been pretty strong when he came back. Yeah, Bohm had a tough year, and JT's had a down year. So, you yeah. know, I mean, it's a complicated year and whatever. Yeah. But, 
bats are a little rough right now for him. But it's just been know. a weird year for the for the offense. And you know, I mean, the the thing that was supposed to happen is the offense was supposed to out was supposed to outslug the bullpen. And uh, Didn't when Boom Boom has a bad year, so that's not going well. And he's still early. It's still early. Well, he's a baby. Like, he's yeah, that's a what I'm baby. saying. Yeah. It's too early to put like to like pencil in. Bone with like you know what I mean like like thirty home runs and you know twenty five. Yeah. Well, yeah, but his rookie his rookie year was so good. No, it was his but it rookie was still, year was even, so good that people yeah. were like, "Wait, true? Do we have, do we have the the thing here?" I know. I, it, I was listening and I was saying to my neighbor, even just like, "It's it's, it's just too soon, man." Well, I mean, we it's saw Dominic soon. Brown get to an All Star game. You know what uh, I mean? Like, I where's he? Remember. He was lighting up, but he he was like he was like he had eleven like, home runs dude, in the first half. I was about to say eleven home runs. He had double home run games. He was lighting it up lighting and then up. just fell off. Yeah, you know, it's like baseball's you know, hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, that goes with youth in any sport. And baseball is like baseball twists your head more than any other sport. You know, minus if you're Ben Simmons and you know, then it, it's you know, but be, <laughs> Yeah, I'm all anti Ben right now. <laughs> but I was even telling someone about, you know, like even hockey in Philly, we do this thing where you ruin not ruin, because this doesn't ruin them. But you've ruined the way other fans feel about players because immediately the first thing we do is we make everybody the greatest ever to ever do it once they have one good, like one good week. Carter Hart, poor Carter Hart. Like <laughs> fans can't even, enjoy, I know you're not a hockey I'm not a big hockey guy. I, I pay attention enough. But poor Carter Hart, now all the fans hate him. Because they, you made him too big, and I was even saying it when he was having his his run early on. I was just like, "Yo, he's a kid, man." Yeah, the thing like, I don't understand he's a kid. Though, is, and then the ones that we do have, we don't love enough. Like we yes. have Jimmy Rollins. Yes. We Jimmy, why is yes. Jimmy Rollins not? I mean, I get it, but like we had Jimmy Rollins. Yes. Why? Why do people not every single day that are Phillies fans wake up and say like? Yeah, we had Jimmy Rollins. And, like he, Jimmy, and you, he took us through the worst of years. To, like he was to, the, he was literally the the fire starter. And he was he was 18 and a half. He was like you know yeah. the story of like where they're like, "Well, how come we don't ever have these guys come up and they're young and they they pan out, you know?" Yeah, oh, we yeah, had Jimmy we had Jimmy Rollins. He nope. literally yeah. came up as a kid, as a nobody, then won an MVP, then won a World Series. Well, was the biggest dominant at his position his entire career. Yeah. See, oh. you're older than me, so you actually got to enjoy '93. Yes. I well, did not get. To, I got my heart broken in '93. Yeah, but, but you, yes. you at least you enjoyed it. I didn't get to enjoy it. '93. I was like four. <laughs> so like, I didn't get to enjoy '93. You know, I, I didn't know anything about '93. My first beginning in baseball, before I even realized the Phillies were a professional team. Is them tearing down the it, vet? No, nah, it was Jimmy Rollins showing up. That was that was when I finally realized we had base. Like, I, you asked my 19, you know, uh, uh, 95 self if, the, if there was a baseball team in Philadelphia. That kid would probably tell you, I don't know. Right. Like, seriously. Right. And then, and then Jimmy, Jimmy Rollins shows up. Then Jimmy Rollins shows up. And, and what was Jimmy? 90, 97? Dude, he 97? dominates. He then dominates for his whole career. Career. What was he? 97, right? 
98, might have been 98. But I remember. I remember Jimmy Rollins. So it was funny because Iverson let me know we had basketball come back in. Like, my, my childhood was one of the best times for Philly sports in terms of players. Right. Iverson comes in, 96. I realize, wow, okay, we, we, we had basketball. Then McNabb comes in, what, 98, 99, somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, him and Jimmy come in. And that realized at that moment, holy shit. Philadelphia has professional sports. Dude, how trash is – sorry, hold on. I, I just want to talk about how trash that the All-Star voting it. for – so Jimmy Rollins is a three-time All-Star. He didn't win an All-Star. Terrible. He wasn't an All-Star in the year he won MVP, nor was he an All-Star the prior year. Does like, baseball do all-fan vote? Is it all-fan yeah, vote? Yeah, it's a trash yeah, fan stupid. vote. And, and like, they stupid. pool – the problem is, is yeah, they they they'll pull these teams from New York, um, which have way bigger fan bases, which is great. It's, yeah, I love it. Nah, People love baseball. Like I'm not trashing New York sports in that way, but I'm trashing them in the like. He had 21 MVP votes in 2006. He did not get an All Star because they gave. I'm sure they gave it to Reyes that year. They were like, oh Reyes, because he's a yeah. dude. Reyes could never stay on the field. Jimmy yeah. was on the field. I mean, come on. 2,275 games. 2,275 games. All-star games are terrible. Period. All sports. Pro Bowl. Not not how they're played, but just how they select. It's it's terrible. It's like, to me, it's it's terrible. It's done in a terrible way. Too much of what you did lately. I mean, not enough of what you did lately and too much of what you've done before. And you know it's 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 all it's it's terrible. They they should do away with all star, and it should just be like a numbers based thing. How many wins your team has, and then statistics from there. I don't know because too much too much falls into play with it's like, especially the NBA. It's like oh this guy he's a, a nine time all star. You know you gotta like it's almost like in boxing you gotta knock the champ out. You know like like early on to yeah. be the champ. Like if it's even or close, it's going to the champ. Right. You know, it's just it's, it's it's stupid. Yeah, but but Jimmy is the man. Jimmy to me is the great. You know, and for me, he's the greatest Philly. Greatest ever. Philly of all time. Yeah, greatest. Philly I, I ever. say without any hesitation. Yeah. There's a lot of people that talk about like you know Steve Carlton, and I appreciate yeah. that. There's yeah. some people that talk about Mike Schmidt, and yeah. and I appreciate that. Schmidt is pretty absurd. Um, like he's pretty absurd. And I probably yeah. should give it to Schmidt, like in reality. Well, considering he's well known as the the greatest third baseman ever, you know. Yeah. Which, but to which, me, it's to me, yeah. it's Jimmy. Yeah. Just, just because I mean, I guess it's probably because yeah. of my era, right? Like the yeah, sure. Like, I mean, like Smith is clearly the, to me. Was, Smith is clearly the the highest rated baseball player ever in Phillies uh, history. Yeah, I'm far as far as just like highly rated when you talk when you when you talk to people about if you're putting together a top Phillies list. Oh yeah, Smith tops that list. Well, it's like it, it's weird. Like his numbers actually like sort of genuinely don't make sense. Like, and I think that that's like where I'm I'm wrong. Like I, I love my my love for Jimmy Rollins probably clouds it. So 
But like Schmidt won the MVP three times. Yeah. Three. That's yeah. like that's like Mike Trout esque sort of stuff, right? Like yeah. winning it three like that's like Yeah. He has I don't know. He's I shouldn't have said Jimmy. I, I was wrong. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, Jimmy Jimmy's is my favorite player. Jimmy's, Jimmy but he's not the best your, Philly ever. It's probably well, no, he could be your best, your greatest Philly because, you know, at the end of the day, Mike Smith came in a different era. But what Jimmy totally did, yeah, what Jimmy did, he did it for longer than Mike Smith mm. for the Phillies, right? No? no, no. Mike Smith was there longer than Jimmy? I think Mike Mike never played anywhere else, and I'm pretty sure he played like 18, 19 years for the Phillies. Did he? Yeah, I mean, I remember watching Mike Schmidt retire. So, wait, damn, why did I think? Oh man, nah, he, shit. No, nah, he didn't. Wrong, he didn't Larry Bird at all. Like he was. He was. I thought he was out early. No. Oh no, shit. Yeah, I think he was like 38, 39 when he retired. Yeah. And, he, and he came. He came up at like 22, and he was dominant at 20. Uh, well, yeah. He he, he really. <laughs> He really I mean, is. I know he's the best player. I was just yeah. trying to give Jimmy some, you know, why he deserves. You were trying, you were trying to come up with a reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was trying to give him the Philly thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nah, uh, it's actually Mike Schmidt, and, and that's okay. And that should be okay too. You know what I was about to say? That was going to be even worse. I was about to say, hmm. well, well, Jimmy had to go up against, you know, the dominance of the Eagles were taking off. Uh, uh, base baseball was kind of sliding a little bit. Sixers had Iverson, and then I had to think. Wait. Smith came up with the Eagles going to Super Bowl, the Sixers, Moses, everybody winning. Flyers just got finished winning three straight. Dr. J was yeah. literally a person. Yes. Like yes. he was a real <laughs> basketball player as and opposed Smith. to just a legend you read about. Yes, exactly. And Smith, out of all of that, was still probably one of the most popular people in all of Philadelphia. So he went through giants and managed oh, to be a giant amongst giants. And oh, all yeah. of the guys – that Smith had to go up against are more popular. We're, we're definitely more popular in that time than the guys that Rollins, because Doctor J was more popular than Iverson and in his era. Oh yeah, I mean Doctor J was more he was pop- Jordan. He was, he was Michael Jordan of that era. Yeah, he was. Iverson he, was never Michael Jordan of his era. No, nah, Jordan was Jordan. Michael yeah, Jordan Mike's Iverson's era. Yeah, era. yeah like like and Dr. then it was J Kobe. Was, like Doctor J was literally like he was Jordan the, during the, Jordan's yes, era. He was he was Jordan. So, like, Mike Smith had to go up against Jordan. He had to go up against a Flyers team that was literally, like, everybody. They still talk about, like, people still love that. Like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about hockey. Me neither. We've gone, like, way long talking about sports. But but I will trash Flyers fans generally and overall here. (laughs) A little bit As I generally do. Because, come on. Like, they're still talking about that. Like, the Flyers have not been good for, like, 30 years. Yeah, yeah, and it's hockey, which means you should luck into. You should accidentally win one in thirty years if you're in it every year. Yeah, you should luck in. More teams should win one. Yeah, I mean, literally, Vegas comes in, and and they like only got to one, and it was Lindros, wasn't it? They they did get the two. They got a two. They got Lindros, and they got the one with Carter and Richards and all those guys Uh, in the early two thousand. Got, and they, and they I, was, I was having trouble paying attention to them too because I was like, they ain't gonna win. They don't have a goalie. True, they didn't have a goalie, but they did have some some memorable uh, series in that when yeah. they the, the, the comeback from three down, down by three, sure, triple sure. overtime. Yeah, that, you know that that was pretty. They've had I've actually watched some full Flyers games uh, during that stretch. Like I remember 
choosing the Flyers over LeBron, the decision uh, in the finals versus the Blackhawks. You, you know, which, which, <laughs> which to you probably sounds like a pass on both, but. Uh, <laughs> It really would have been. It would have been a pass. No, I, I literally remember flipping commercials back and forth, watching the Flyers get their ass handed to them by the Blackhawks and LeBron in the decision. You know, all at the same time. Yeah. Oh, memories, man. Yeah, but oh. I guess the only the only thing that Schmidt didn't really have to face was the Eagles, because that was Not, like the it was the Jaworski Eagles. Which, they got to the finals. They got to the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, so that was like, I guess the only. But it was but football, and they had Reggie. But football in his era. wasn't. Foot, but football well, and football. He, yeah. he was out by he was out by like the late. Uh, he, he I think he retired in like 1990. Yeah, so, yeah, that was Reggie. Yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't the teeth of that team. That team was like 92, right? Yeah, when Jerome, when yeah. Jerome got there, the, yeah. the year they had Jerome and Reggie, yeah. wasn't that like 92? Yeah, it was in that range. Yep, 92 was the year they were supposed to win it all, and then and then, and then uh, Cunningham got, gets hurt, yeah, got hurt. Jerome yeah. dies. Yeah, that was the next that summer. I think Jerome dies, right? Or was it ninety? Was it the same year? I think it was. I think it was. I think it was Jerome dies. Randall gets and then hurt. Reggie gets hurt. Yeah, I mean and Randall. Then, gets and then hurt, Reggie's yeah. traded off to Green Bay, and it's all just downhill from there. Terrible. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, it's yeah, been, we a, it's been a crazy show. Crazy end yeah. to a long show. Yeah, we did it. Ben Simmons did it. Took us all around the horn. Damn, Ben Simmons. <laughs> we, Feel free. We, we don't. We don't blame you. We, well, actually, we congratulate you if you actually made it through this episode. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> it won't uh, be an hour and thirteen minutes ever again. Probably not. Yeah. Well, All right. I'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Hey, uh, I guess we could do an open a closing here. Uh, oh check yeah, us yeah. Out. Where can people find processblackandwhite.com <laughs> and also search us on any of your social media platforms at the Process is Black and White will come up. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah.